there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the baby. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I am Salt. I am Cam. Gentlemen, how are we? Uh, bloody pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say bloody awesome, but then I was like, bloody, nah, pretty good. Pretty good, just pretty good. Sell it. I just um just before we started, I ate a pixie caramel, uh, which you guys probably don't know what a pixie caramel is because it's a New Zealand treat. But I think you'll find it's the uh, longer-lasting chew. And uh, tell you what, that chew lasted. Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling really good. Uh, like a pixie caramel, puts me in good spirits. All right. Good. Good vibes to begin with. Uh, this Absolutely. week, we are talking about UFOs. We're not by pixie caramel, by the way. <laughs> no, we're not. Uh, this week, we are talking about UFOs and the shooting down of them. Yeah. Uh, which is a topic that we... Decided to do, you know, almost a month ago when this was in the news. Yes. Robbo, you were raring to go. Let's let's do the UFOs. They're shooting them down. Yeah. I I said, no, Luke, let's just wait a few weeks so that all of the news can come out and we can talk about what's actually going on once we know what's actually happening. Because this will all be sorted. Mm. And how did yeah, that go? It's best, it's best to strike when no one cares about it anymore. <laughs> well, I was you know I was expecting them to get to the bottom of this because they could just go and pick up the pieces and be like, oh yeah, that was yeah, it was just a balloon. But th- they've been Wait. they've been very stum. We've absolutely gotten to the bottom of this. They're just balloons, haven't we? Are they? Are they? Yes. <laughs> was the second one a balloon? Was the well, third been, one a balloon? Was the fourth one a balloon, Robbo? Yeah, like because now there's a couple of like balloon enthusiast groups going. Hey. Fucking balloons gone missing. <laughs> <laughs> <My> balloons. <laughs> and they're like, and then it's like, oh yeah. Um, so they they haven't picked up the other ones. I saw a thing. This was from Wikipedia. So there's four down in total. I think the main one was the one that there was footage of. But then like there was immediately like a few more. I was like, oh my god, there's one over Alaska now. We got to get it. Yeah. So it costs them like billions of dollars to do this. Yeah. How convenient for the military industrial complex. <laughs> it. So the four 
uh, missiles, AM-9X missiles expended for shooting down the three objects costed at least $1.5 billion. This is via Wikipedia. Um, I, I did I did cross-check those sources, and yeah, they just fucking, imagine like $1.5 billion. What the fuck? And those balloons, uh, if, they're the, if they are the enthusiast balloons, which it seems to be, they cost like $12. Yeah. <laughs> you know when the first balloon was flying around and there were heaps of Republicans getting on the media being like, like Marjorie Taylor Greene types. I don't know if she said that this specifically, but like that type. Mm. And they're like, yeah, we could just shoot these down. Like I could just shoot it down with my gun. Mm. And so all of these authorities had to come in and be like, please don't try to shoot down the balloon. The balloon's up very high. Your bullets are not going to get to the balloon. They're going to go up and then they're going to come down and you might hit somebody. So please don't shoot the balloon. Now, sure, whatever. They could have gotten up in a hot air balloon and shot the balloon down with a normal gun, I think. This is something I want to posit because they, they, they shot it down using, they had to wait till it, the, the, the main one, the, the one that there was footage of, they had to wait till it was off the, the coast and then shot it with a couple of jets. What other, like, okay, we're in the Pentagon briefing room. They've called us in. Let's get mm-hmm. the crack team from Hypothepod. How do we get this balloon without... A, a massive fuck-up. They're like the Hypothetical Institute. These are the people. They're always <laughs> considering hypotheticals of that institute. <laughs> Um, and, and, you know, how do we get this balloon? Um, bearing in mind, so the, the, the main one was uh, roughly 60 metres tall and I think it varies on, on how wide it was, but I think roughly at least 20 metres. So, yeah, it's pretty big. It's kind of, you know, if you're living in a, in a major city, it's probably as big as your apartment if you live in an apartment. Salty, your apartment's probably smaller than that, right? 20 metres across? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's a chunky it's a chunky boy, the big balloon. Yeah, especially compared to most of the balloons that you'll deal with in your day to day. Yeah, I'm mostly dealing with water balloons. Mm. I think one that got reported was found to be uh, not part of these four, but there was another one report. Uh, it was a Batman balloon, a little Batman hi- a helium balloon that someone floated up, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, anyway, we've been called into the Pentagon. Uh, we'll walk past the alien aliens in their little rooms. Yep. Uh, walk past Bigfoot sitting at a desk. He fucking hates coffee. This. He hates since he fucking revealed himself and he's been tied yeah. to a desk. Yeah. <laughs> he's just filing those reports. Um, spread, and they say spreadsheets all day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. He's missing the I bet you, I bet you it's hard to do a spreadsheet with those giant hands of his. Yeah. They should get me a custom keyboard. Um, Ergonomic what? Even just a standing desk Get him a standing desk In my mind he's standing like he is in the famous Bigfoot photo Always yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You surprise him in his office and he's like Ooh. It's like how do you work twisted around like that Doesn't it hurt you back um, Just busted him playing Doom on the computer He hits the boss key <laughs> Uh, salty hypothepod merch. I think we've got our design. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to this uh, yeah, so, 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 scenario. So they had to let them float across the entirety of the US. And like this, I remember logging in. I, was, I had a really couple of busy weekends or a busy, really busy weekend. So 
I remember logging in and, and seeing people on Twitter going, oh, this balloon thing. And I'm like, oh, cool, well, what are, whatever that is, I'll, I'll check it out later. And then like three days later, logging in, and everyone's like, man, this balloon thing's still going. I was like, man, did, did America not solve the balloon? I feel like that's an easy solution. So they just let it float across all of the United States, and then it got to the sea and they, they spent you know millions of dollars to shoot it down. Well, are there any better solutions, do we think? I don't know. It's hard to say. <clears throat> One thing I noticed about that initial balloon was there was a lot of people, like, you know, the experts being like, they can't shoot the balloon down. It's too it's too wily for our missiles. It's like, no, I don't think that's how it works. I think you can shoot it down easily. Even, like, even not sending, like, some hillbillies up in a hot air balloon with shotguns, I think you can just fire a missile at it. But, yeah, I guess they didn't want to, like, bring it down on anyone's house. Hmm. I would love to see that as a, like a sitcom. The government's like, we can't look. We can't spend millions of dollars scrambling the air force jets to go up and shoot this balloon out. What can we do? And they just get a bunch of hillbillies and put them in a hot air balloon with shotguns. That's pretty and, good. And send them up. You, it was pretty low as well. Like it was low enough people could just gawk at it from from their house, <clears throat> or their backyard. So like, I don't know, a, a regular hot air balloon. Like they took that hot air balloon up to space that time. Remember? When the guy jumped out, the red balloon. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they like- send him up in his balloon <clears throat> and be like, all right, when you get up to the atmosphere and you get, we'll jump out, we'll give you a pin. Yeah, just prick it on as the you way pass past. It. Yeah. <laughs> and then hold on to it, deploy your parachute, float yeah. to safety. Yeah. So Could you, like, we've seen, you know, the Top Gun movies. Um, Great movies. Eh. I've not seen the second one. Yeah, it sucks. It's such a turd. Um, they like precision fly. You know, you see little um, Tom Cruise like fly up. That's like, why I called him little. Like, I wasn't trying to be patronizing because he's short. It's just a, <laughs> just spoke, misspoke. Um, fly up like in between, you know, on an angle, like sideways between two jets and be like, whoa, hello, boys. <laughs> and then he, then he taps their wings. Tap, 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 tap. <laughs> he flies off. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely happened in Top Gun. No one correct me. Um, you know the, the, the precision they lead us to believe in those movies. Like, can't they just zoom one past it and kind of like nudge it in the direction they need it to go? Or like, what you know you- what I mean? Like, it seems just letting it because they were they were concerned with surveillance and they just let it coast across slowly for a week or something. Yeah, well, just checking everything out. Just yeah. give the bloody the hillbillies in their balloon. Just give them a leaf blower. Yeah. Just blow that sucker over Canada. Well, so this is the thing. We we have the first balloon that they shot down, and then once they shot that down, the the crack team at NORAD were like, oh, what if we tweaked our radar a little bit to detect balloons? And they're like, <laughs> they discovered, oh, there's balloons everywhere. <laughs> and so there was, a, there was one over Canada, which was also yeah. shot down, and then, yeah, there was a... A couple around the United States that they they took out. So we ended they, up four, four balloons in total. Am I am I crazy in thinking that refueling planes while in the air is a thing? Right? Yeah, no, that's a thing. Then what? You know what I mean? Like, get a poker and just poke it. Retool your little your little fuel thing. Poke the balloon. Yeah. Keep it on the keep it on the end of it, and just float down to safety. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a lot of things you can do. 
So the the weird thing with some of these other crafts is uh, we've talked in the past and we've talked about UFOs about how like every single pilot is a completely unreliable n- narrator of whatever they see. So there was a, a thing um, on- I just want to say I don't think that of every single pilot. Every single- You cannot <laughs> trust a pilot. Okay, famously. <laughs> famously. Tall tales. Wait, it is a famously drunk p- profession, eh? Like, yeah. I guess that was the that was the stereotype in the 80s and 90s was- well, there's the pilot just smashing down booze in the bar first. <laughs> yeah, because he's seen some shit. Yeah. So they sent these pilots up to to take out these balloons, and they got, like, according to a report on CNN, like wildly inconsistent reports back on what the <laughs> UFOs were, whether you could see how they were being propelled, all sorts of things like this, where they were mm. just getting different stories from everyone. Some of the pilots were like, oh, all of my uh, equipment went haywire. Some of the other ones were like, mine was fine. Mm. So, yeah, really uh, not helping the stereotype of the the lying pilot, I don't think. Mm. Mm. Uh, I did listen to a pilot on a UFO podcast. Uh, he's a former jet fighter pilot, and he is now he has a UFO his own UFO podcast, but he was on interviewed on this other one. But he's also, I think he does like airplane recovery safety. Um, and he, he seemed to be pretty legitimate. And I thought it was going to be cooked, but he was a little bit rational. But he was talking about as a jet fighter pilot, he was trained to not react to things. So like if a glass falls off a table in his house and his, his wife reacts to try and stop it, but he doesn't, he just waits for it to happen. Um, and he's having to, to train himself out of that. And I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like a whole thing of a pilot is to have real quick reactions. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're in a dogfight, or is it like you, you see something and you don't like, Ugh! jerk your controls up and, yeah, I you think know, it's, while, I think while you're doing your tap, tap, tap maneuver. Yeah. And, yeah. and then tap too hard. When you're upside down above the MIG and yeah. you look you look up and the guy in the MIG is like, Bleh! You don't yeah. want to be like, oh, because ah, ah. yeah. <laughs> otherwise the bigs would just be taking us out left, right, and center, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah, they'd just be st- drawing scary faces on the tops of their helmets. Yeah, and when you <laughs> roll over inverted on top of them because you go, Haha, I'm going to flip him the bird. Yeah, and you, whoa, fucking yeah. demon on his helmet, Jesus! <laughs> Fighter pilots are basically magpies. <laughs> So Put a couple of eyes on your helmet, they're spooked. Robbo, you've got it in for fighter pilots. You've called them liars. You've called them easily spooked. I think yep. the, the thing with being a fighter pilot and, like, the, these guys that are looking at these craft to me, like, I couldn't see any, like, means of propulsion, they are, like, going past them fairly quickly. <laughs> and I was watching this on CNN. They're like, some of the pilots reported they didn't see a means of propulsion. It's like, yeah, because they were like, they've gone past it in a second. Mm-hmm. And so their the report back, like, I couldn't see a means of propulsion, doesn't mean that there wasn't a means of propulsion. But also, if mm. these are just balloons that are floating, mm-hmm. <laughs> the means of propulsion, uh, the seven winds. Seven winds, I think. Are there seven winds? Or the foot, is it four winds? Maybe I don't know how many winds there are. Seven seas. Seven seas. Yeah. Um, this pilot was also talking about how. Um, it's actually kind of good now that that which I, I kind of agree with. He was, he was far more rational than I'd hoped. I wanted something cooked from him. Um, that 
there's sort of reports that people think are now just Starlink satellites because um, pilots are like being told to look for things now, whereas in the past they're like, oh, maybe don't look at things, you know, don't don't report everything you see. And now they're like, okay, we just need to report everything. Um, let's get on these reports, but guys. And so now there are, there's all these false reports coming in. But he's like, that's actually a good thing because then we can actually work out, you know, this is all, all data we can use to work out what's what it is and what it isn't. And if it's a false report and it's Starlink, or you know, so it's mistakenly reported and it's your Starlink, then we know where to, you know, what to look for in the future. Um, which kind of leads to our, our kind of point of like, pilots don't know what the shit they're seeing up there because, uh, you know, they weren't able to talk about it and they didn't they didn't seem to talk about it with other pilots. So they just everything's a UFO. Ah. Yeah, uh, but but also they're going fast and they've got a bit of a weird angle. <laughs> yes. Now, let's talk about some of the conspiracy theories. Once mm. again, the conspiracy theory community have really let me down, I feel. Oh, I had the same. Why, why, why is this for you, Cam? So for me, in the past few years, we've seen this shift in the way that a UAVs and UFOs are reported, where you've had all of these military reports where they're like, oh, yeah, there's heaps of things flying around boats and things, right? Mm. And it's tricky because there's clearly a terrestrial explanation for this stuff. Mm. And it does seem like they're sometimes they're hanging on to the old terminology just to um, keep things a little interesting in the media, maybe. <laughs> It's like you could just say, "Oh, we've had lots of reports of drones or whatever, or advanced mm. drones." But they're like, "No, if we could, if we just use the old terminology that everyone associates with little green men, it it makes the story a little spicier." Mm. But what I found frustrating about all of the conspiracy theories that I saw about these four balloons is that no one was like linking it back to the fact that there's been like this spate of UFO <laughs> stuff in the past few years. Mm. And like, and all of the videos that have come out through FOI and stuff, and through the your mate from Blink One Eighty Two's little project, like it was like completely isolated from everything that's been going on, which I think is increasingly happening with with the cookers, right, or the conspiracy. It's it's you know, as I said, the, the people protesting vaccines in my town weren't doing it outside the Freemason Lodge where the vaccines were being administered. Yeah, because they don't <laughs> like know. That's, yeah, that, that's like, tech, you know, it's 101 conspiracy stuff that they've just all kind of missed out on. Mm. And so now it's just like, it's like they don't have object permanence anymore. It's just whatever's in front of them is the, the only conspiracy. Yeah, but also if you've got like a lot of newbies that aren't up on the mm. law, but I mean the stuff that like all your Blink-182 video stuff is not that old. No. And I, I was looking at people who have like, been around for a while and they were like they're like this happened this all started last week it's like no if we wanted if we wanted to come up with a conspiracy that the government is trying to set up a, a fake alien invasion so that's what we're going to get to in a second mm. uh you could go back like a couple of years and be like well there are all these news reports about ufos that have come out over the past few years that are all setting this up but they're not even the people i was seeing weren't even doing that I I did see a little bit of talk about disclosure, and as is you know the the phrase they use for they're going to tell us that it's all happening and, and they're preparing us for it, um, and you know the the lockdowns 
which is the classic gear. The lockdowns are, have been preparing us for alien invasions, and that's when they're really going to lock us down uh, because, you know, we're used to it now, and they can just say, oh, it's aliens, we need to hide from them. Um, but, I, yeah, I also see a point where there wasn't – there's not a lot of that. That wasn't the per- pervasive stuff. Mm. So did you see Project Bluebeam come up a bit? I I did from the um, the UFO podcast guy. Um, his YouTube is called UFO Extraterrestrial Reality. Um, and what's his – sorry, his podcast and his YouTube ch- uh, channel is – um, Quirk Zone, YouTube Quirk Zone. Uh, he talks like a um, he talks like a mob guy. <laughs> uh, Cam, I think you can do. A, you watched a bit of it, right? Hey, Project Bluebeam, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're up there with these balloons. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's pretty interesting. I only watched a little bit. I'm going to watch some more of him just because he he sounds like he uses like the word buffoon and dumbbell. Right, like, right. Why couldn't could these buffoons just shoot the balloons down? You got a couple of dumbbells up there? <laughs> yeah, he's great. So uh, he he was talking about Project Blue Beam, was it? Yep, yep. Uh, what, what else did you learn about Project Blue Beam? Well, so I saw people both ascribing this to Project Blue Beam and also people being like, that's just what they want you to think, that it's Project mm. Blue Beam. So I saw... Jordan Sather, who's like a QAnon decoder, who I think was maybe a little closer to the some of the Republicans than some people would like. Mm-hmm. Uh, he um he was like, uh, project they they're saying this is Project Blue Beam to distract you from what's really going on, which is you know Biden's laptop and the Twitter hearings and Congress and shit. Like they're like, oh, we've come up, we've come up with uh, the, this UFO stuff to distract you from Biden's laptop. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but then, meanwhile, I saw Mark Dice, who we've talked about ages ago. He's who grey? He's grey. That guy. He's very grey, but he's also he's. I got sort of frustrated watching him because he takes a very superior tone in everything. Like he's so much smarter than you. I always remember when I see his stuff that he used to be like. A Matrix cosplay guy. <laughs> really? <laughs> like he takes this like tone, like oh these these you know wacko liberals they they doing all this stuff. Like he takes this, he's like a real conservative, uh, you know, serious commentator now. Like oh these crazy blue haired liberals. But it's like when he came on the scene, he was like, my name's Neo. <laughs> <laughs> I think a Matrix cosplay guy to be like you know I'm a. I'm a political commentator, government insider, could be the worst kind of guy. Yeah. I don't know if there's a worse kind of guy. So he was taking a real, I told you so tone. He's like, look, in 2013, I put out a video on YouTube about Project Bluebeam, so I told you all this was happening, right? So Project Bluebeam, what it is, uh, it was a conspiracy that was come up by a Canadian guy in the 90s or it might have been, yeah, I think he actually, he put it out in like the mid nineties, but it was supposed to be something that was supposed to be put in place in the eighties, but it just didn't. So they reset it for the mid nineties. Uh, it didn't keep on getting updated when stuff didn't happen though, because he died in like 1996. But anyway, Project Bluebeam was <clears throat> a multi part project. Uh, the first part was there would be fake earthquakes all around the world. 
Mm-hmm. And then at the sites of the earthquakes, they would discover like artifacts and things that would shake the foundations of world religions. So they'd like, like the earthquakes know. would uncover these things, or they would just be left there. Well, so the the earthquake, I, I wasn't quite sure whether like they're actually going to make an earthquake happen and they're going to like throw the skeleton of Jesus holding a beer can down into the hole, or if right. they're just going to say, "Oh, there was an earthquake," and then this is what we dug up. So yeah, right. they that there'd be an earthquake in like in the, in the holes that were created by the earthquakes. They'd be like, Oh wow. We found all these artifacts that like shake everything up. So like all world religion is sort of, I don't know. Like we thought we knew what was going on. Now we don't know, really know what's going on. It'll just create a lot of confusion about religion. Chris, Christians will finally discover that Jesus wasn't white and they'll be like, what? <laughs> Step two is that they would project projections all over the world of God like up in space. Yeah. And then they would project telepathic messages into people's minds so that they thought God was speaking to him, to, to you personally. And all of the world, if you're like a Buddhist, you'd see Buddha. If you're a Muslim, you'd see Allah. If you're a Christian, you'd see Jesus or whatever. And then all of the these things that you're seeing, that all turn into, conveniently, the one guy who was the Antichrist. Oh. And he'd be like, guess what, guys? You know how your faith was shaken last week? Well, now I'm here to tell you that the Antichrist is the way to go. And everyone would be like, well, this makes sense. Uh, and then un- yeah. unsnapping their Slayer records, yeah. unburning all the metal. Oh, my God. And then they were also going to do – this was a complicated plan. <laughs> there was, like, more steps. But then the one of the last things they were going to do is make everyone think that aliens were about to invade. Uh, and then they're like, look, there's going to be aliens. Everyone better get a microchip and let's just um, do all the New World Order stuff. Mm. <laughs> so we can, avo- we can avoid all these aliens. <clears throat> I don't know why the Antichrist and all the earthquakes had to happen. Why you couldn't just skip to the alien thing? So. You've got to you you hit the body a few times before you attack the head, you know? It's yeah. Classic body, boxing strategy. When did Watchmen come out? The, the comic book. Oh, the comic book? Or yeah. 90s, I think. Yeah, was, it before, was it before this? I mean, you were really vague on when this happened. So. Oh, like, it was like 1994, I think you wrote it. Uh, the Watchmen. Um, Google sucks, and it's giving me the film as the top result. Uh, uh, 1986. All oh, right. <laughs> I mean, essentially part of what this is is based on the – the end of the Watchmen, right? Yeah. Uh, but then also people commonly ascribe this to, there was like a, a whole Star Trek plot that was basically this uh, that came out shortly before this guy came up with his thing. Anyway, the thing that you might notice about Project Bluebeam in its complicated nature hmm. is that it bears very little relation to <laughs> fucking balloons. <laughs> yeah, balloons is like it's, it's, not, it's not Project Balloon Beam. No, so it's a, um, it's it's very Wizard of Oz like, and like you know, we think of you know they're doing all these elaborate things, and you just see it's a, a dodgy dude behind a curtain kind of a thing. So With the balloon, from what I can tell, the connection is that the balloons and like other ufos that are spotted are all just like test 
runs for the eventual technology that will show us God. And it's like, no, I don't think so, guys. I think you're trying to, you've got like this old Canadian book. You're just trying to shoehorn into everything. Yeah, it doesn't make sense why, like, to go to all that effort to just as a, a trial run that doesn't even make sense as a trial run. Like, they're not they're not even close to each other. Well, and even if it's just, like, a test run for, like, the last bit where there's going to be an alien invasion, like, why are you testing that stuff before you've tested out the far more complicated technology required to beam God into everyone's faces? Give us the God beam. Yeah. Like they can't even pop balloons. I can't even pop balloons. Um, so apparently with the God Beam, I couldn't quite confirm this, but there was like a plan by the CIA to essentially do this in Iraq, maybe during the first Gulf War, where they were going to have like Allah appear to the people of Iraq and be like, oh, you're going to overthrow Saddam. Mm. But it was one of those things where it's like, it's in some file somewhere. I don't think it was something that where they had the technology. <laughs> I think it was more someone being like, oh, that'd be a good idea. Yeah, like what what happens with a lot of these things is people sit in a room, brainstorm everything, write it all down, gets filed away. Someone FOIs it or it gets released in a trove and people are like, whoa, can't believe they were going to do this. I saw another thing that I saw getting used a lot by Project Bluebeam people was there was like a Paul Krugman, who's an economist. He gave a speech like years ago where he's like, you know what we need is an alien invasion or we could just make one up. And we tell everyone, oh, you know, to deal with this alien invasion, we need to invest in, like, high-speed rail and all this stuff, and it'll bring everyone together. And then at the end of it, we can be like, oh, look, we fixed all the problems, and no one will be mad at us. And it's like, oh, I don't know if that um, theory that no one will be mad at you if they discover you fixed all the problems is necessarily going to hold up. There are so few people that would see high-speed rail as fixing all the problems. (laughs) Well, like he's like, we'll do high speed rail. We'll we'll fix it. We'll fix this. We'll fix that. We'll fix healthcare because uh, we're all going to come together to fix all this stuff because the the aliens are coming. And then at the end, mm. we can be like, oh, looks like the aliens decided to go to to, to Venus instead. Yeah, made everything better. Yeah, but they that, that gets like used. Like he was he laid out the whole plan. Right. I you want to hear Jonesy's take? Yes, please. Oh, shit. Um, so he had a little bit on this. Um, he says that they were EMP weapons and it was a test to, he basically said, why, why would they use it to spy on us when you have satellites? And he said this, um, there's, you know, in the eighties, we could read a coin and a book on a lady sunbathing, a book being read by a lady sunbathing in a bikini in Manhattan. Um, from satellite back then, and it was really specific. Like, that's a really specific scenario. And I tried to find any evidence of, of that because I wanted to check out this, you know, this lady in the 80s in her bikini. Yeah, uh, what she was reading. Yeah, what she was reading. Um, kind of weirdly, I, sorry? She's reading it. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, what I Googled, like, you know, coin, satellite, Lady Bikini Manhattan, all the results were Bitcoin related. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And Google, like, Google's getting really shit lately. So I tried it in Bing. Yeah. Got a little bit more relevant results. Did the Bing uh, AI help you out or did it try and take try over and the world? Gaslight me. Yeah. Um, 
and then I think I tried it in DuckDuckGo. Bing was the best. Um, I think DuckDuckGo just uses everyone else anyway. But, yeah, I read a lot of people discussing what you can see from a satellite. And there are a few theories, and I think the, the most people say, actually, you can't, you're not going to ever be able to see anything because the atmosphere of the Earth and how big of a satellite you'd actually need to get, you know, so close. Then I think one one thing I saw said it would be one centimetre pixels would be the absolute best we can do. And that, and I saw sort of an example of that. And you could sort of see like a, a chunky crack in a sidewalk. You certainly couldn't read a, a headline unless it was, you know, aliens invade and that was taking up the whole page. Yeah, large print headlines. Um, yeah. So I don't know where he got that example from. If anyone out there knows this lady reading a book in Manhattan, yeah, so or if, if it's just like, something that if it's like a large print book for the vision impaired, you might be able to read it. But then imagine how huge it would be in large print. Yeah, it that's too big, and that that yeah, at that you have that to break stage, it into many volumes. I'd be suggesting you know go out and get the book on cassette. Hmm. Mm, absolutely. Put it in your Walkman because you could have a Walkman back then. Yeah. Um, I did see some leaked satellite pics from spy satellites in the 80s or the, what people claim to be. And, like, they were black and white and they sucked. You, you, it was just shapes. I think it was like a loading dock. And I was like, I think that's a boat, uh, you know, some shipping crates. Like, it was really not great. Um, anyway, Jonesy, uh, when he was 16, he was out driving his car and he saw he was near one of the Nevada bases. Uh, Air Force bases, and he saw a balloon crashing. Um, and then he he said, back then we didn't have cameras in our cars, but he did for some reason say that his parents had a camera at home, but we didn't have them in the cars then. And I don't know why he added that little bit of detail in, and I think that's what makes me love Jonesy so much, is he just adds in these random fucking details. Like his parents having a camera at home is just no bearing into, into anything he's talking about, but he just he has to get that in there. So yeah, and so since since he saw one crashing and when he was sixteen, he he's, he's an expert on balloons now because he's just you know he was there one time when one crashed and uh, there's balloons and dirigibles and um, Hindenburgs. He said there's many Hindenburgs flying around. Yeah, um, he sounds like a real expert. I think he's failed to grasp what the Hindenburg actually was, but that's, that's fine. Um, and and basically, yeah, they, this was a, a trial run for an EMP attack. Um, so they were going to spread them all out over the country. And then he said without like a dozen of them, you can just blast blast the US, US and just knock it completely out. Uh, which is interesting because the, remember the mob guy or the guy that sounded like a mob guy? Uh, I, I mentioned earlier that has the podcast and he was talking about them. He was saying that balloons don't crash at all. He was saying that balloons just fall to the ground. And and his point is the mainstream media are using this balloon to like vindicate all the skeptics saying, you know, oh, this saying that this is a balloon proves that all these UFO sightings are untrue. Um, and this article says that the balloon and Roswell crashed. Well, we know that balloons don't crash. They fall to the ground. <laughs> So I think this guy's failed to grasp what a crash is. Yeah, I think what you'll find is that balloons actually go and go all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually they crash. But yeah, they're all over the place. That's just why they always get confused with UFOs. It's like why moving, moving so, so like erratically in the sky. And if you're up next to it, 
The other thing on Infowars, uh, Owen Schroyer, squeaky Alex Jones, he say, he's not saying it's EMP. They need to, I mean, I guess they just say so much shit. There's so many theories flying around. He was saying it's all a distraction, mm. and it's a distraction from the mass genocide happening with the vaccines. So he's kind of stuck in like, I don't know, 2022. Yeah. Uh, we've moved past that. Aaron Schroyer, we're just kind of ignoring COVID deaths now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there's a lot of pretty weak theories out there about all this. Uh, and really, it's just a fucking balloon. Yeah. Once again, we call upon the conspiracy theorists to step it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, just quickly before we finish up, the one that was shot down, the one that we all saw or the, there's footage of if you haven't seen it, um, I just want to read out what Army and Air Force equipment they used to to get this, or Navy equipment, I guess, to get this. Mm. So there's two F-22 Raptors. Uh, it was monitored by crewed aircraft deployed by NORAD, including a Boeing E3 Sentry airborne early warning control system, a Boeing RC-135 reconnaissance aircraft, a U-2S Dragon Lady, and another F-22 uh, Raptor. Um, blah, 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 blah. Um, the U.S. government officials said at least two U- U-2S reconnaissance aircraft used to gather data about the balloon while it was over the Midwest. It was tracked by another one of those, and then there was another one involved. Um, so that's not even in the shooting it down. And then they shot it down, which then cost millions of dollars as well. Um, so that was another two aircraft involved in that. And then they had to capture it um, with the United States Navy and the Coast Guard joined up, um, guided missile destroyer, Oscar, USS Oscar Austin, USS Philippine Sea, USS Carter Hall, uh, and there's US Navy divers and FBI counterintelligence agents, uh, unnamed, unmanned underwater vehicles, controlled from rigid inflatable lifeboats, used side scan sonar to locate it, and then there was recovery divers. Uh, like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's a fucking balloon. Like, this that is red- so much stuff. That is more stuff than any other Navy or Army has. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Red Bull guy, some shurikens, done. Get a shuriken in the mix. It's way cooler. Um, and it, it's just coming back to my point earlier how this went for days and seeing how much resources they, they threw at it to shoot down a fucking balloon. Like, it's it's kind of an, it's, it's one of those things where they're so geared towards having mass warfare with other giant things like the they have they just put up a little balloon and they just lose their minds scramble the entire air force um you know you can see why america struggles in guerrilla warfare because they just don't know how to handle a balloon well i guess just maybe a final point Mm -hmm. from from me just on this stepping up that is required of our conspiracy theorists i didn't see anyone being like oh this is all just to gin up war (laughs) Which seems mm. to be like the simplest conspiracy theory you could come come up with. Like <laughs> we're saying, oh, China keeps set, keeps spying on us, and then in China they're like, oh, we've we've got a balloon too. We've got a US balloon that we're going to shoot down. It's like I feel like you could come up with a pretty simple explanation for what's happening here if you were mm. so inclined. Mm. Uh, but no, it's all about Biden's laptop. Remember, like the military-industrial complex was a pretty key part of conspiracy of the 90s. 
and all this happens and they're just fine with it. Mm. And they're, you know, they're not, yeah, yeah. It's, it comes back to Biden's laptop and it's, or, I mean, at least Jonesy had an original take on it. Yeah. It was stupid. Because there's probably yeah, better ways, sucked. there's better ways to put AMVs, like you could put them in the back of a car. And yeah. just drive where you needed to go rather than relying on the four winds to blow you. That, that's um, our, our chemtrail discussion from one of our early episodes of it would be easier just to drive around in cars and do it because <laughs> there's so much wind up there. Yeah. Can I, uh, can I finish with a little story? Please. Yeah. About Americans and stuff. This is a um, hot take overheard this week. So Kylie... Carly had to go get a little thing cut off her shoulder. It's a little skin thing. Mm. It's nothing. Just a little thing she got cut off. Um, but while she was getting it done, she was talking to her doctor and the nurse. <clears throat> and they were talking about uh, Pink, the the singer. Yep, mm. Singer-songwriter. Yep. Singer-songwriter. Sorry. Multi-talented. Fans. Multi-talented, yep. Does all her own uh, dancing. Yep. And they were talking about how... Uh, on apparently on her latest tour or something, she wanted to do this thing where she has like a magic carpet that she flies in on that's actually like suspended with drones. Oh yeah. So a bunch of drones connected to like a magic carpet that flies her in. Yeah. But um they wouldn't she couldn't do it because insurance and stuff are like, well, you know, what if someone hacks into the drones while yeah. you're flying in and if they just crash you out of the sky. Yeah, that's the only problem I could see with that plan. <laughs> and then the uh, the hot take by one of the medical staff was, hey, you couldn't do that in America. Someone would probably shoot it down. <laughs> this is uh, Bant in the, in the uh, doctor's office. Bant's in the, in the doctor's little surgery bit, yeah. In the OR. In the OR, mate. Uh, yeah. They got, the bloody, they got those Americans dead to rights there. Yeah. Tell you what. Yeah, the insurance on something like that with Pink, because she... When she tours Australia, she's like the bloody biggest ticket in town. Yeah. She sells out like 40 shows a year or something. And she's already up there doing rope work and shit. Like she's already doing all sorts of rope. Short out the yin yang. Can you say that? Is that, a, is that racist? You got to cut that. We'll find out. We'll find out <laughs> what I'm editing. I'll, I'll go back. I'll, and then once I've found out, I'll make a decision. Am I going to let Salty get cancelled or will I save him from himself? Like I always do. Me. Like I always do, and I get no thanks, and you two turn against me, and you don't know yeah. the, you don't know the things I do to save you both. Emma knows that I'm not racist, so yeah, shouldn't get any listener complaints. All righty, <laughs> well, that is our episode. Uh, if people want to find us, we are on Twitter at Hypothepod. We're on Patreon. Thank you to Tammy, our cooked thirty three dollars sponsor. Thank you. Salty, where can they find you, my friend? Uh, look, I've got a Twitch channel, but I'm not really streaming that much at the moment. So just, um, just here on bloody Hypothepod. Yeah. Keep an Ooh, eye out good. around the, the curry bars of Footscray. Yeah. Uh, Robbo, where can they get you? If I'm at 10 Lindhurst Street at Short Jaw Brewing, yes, famously not aloof. Yeah. You're going to be slinging some aloof beers back there? We'll be slinging some, be- slinging some brews. How's the, uh, how's the bloody hot cross bun beer going? Uh, it's going all right. It's going all right. A little bit of a slowly, slowly start, but we're just getting it out. And, uh, I don't think I've looked at any. I don't look at reviews. I don't need to know what anyone thinks about it. Uh, I know the problems and the good things about oh. our beer. I don't need to hear other jokes. S- slightly aloof attitude re- regarding mm. the reviews of the beer. 
Uh, it's just more riddled with anxiety about our product. Backing up a lot of what I've been hearing about Robo. It is aloofness. Uh, turn it up. Turn it up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sexenheimer. My radio show on 3CR is the NRPAS Run, Thursdays, 4.30 p.m. Check it out. All right. Um, and stick around for the news show where we'll be talking about the lab leak. Get excited, everyone. Bye. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said, don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind altering drugs. About a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation In which to disarm Australia I said don't worry About a thing I accept You can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Ooh, Don't worry About a thing Except not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which let's not forget where all of the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them, why don't you...